0: We welcome you to another episode of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. So glad to have you along. This is going to be a fantastic, fantastic episode as we start to dive a little bit deeper into high school basketball. As high school basketball uh, starting last week, and we're going to have uh, some pretty in-depth previews of boys' and girls' basketball, not only in this episode, but in future episodes as well. But first things first, I'm Keaton Homer, Isaiah Freeman is joining us. Uh, Brad Lauer's off on assignment, I think. Isaiah, he's doing some. I don't. What is he
1: doing this time? Is he oh, right actually now, doing something important? He's doing something important. He's uh, practicing. He's oh, practicing okay. with The Mountain City team. So.
0: Okay, I guess that's a little bit more important assignment. than
1: joining us. Yeah, I it's mean, a little. I would think that his students and his players would appreciate that a little bit more. You yeah.
0: know. I don't know. That's that's debatable. I You're that could a be a point of contention. I don't know. But, Bring that uh, up. yeah. <laughs> we'll mention that we'll mention that next time. Yeah. yeah next so time. obviously, um, this uh, podcast would not be possible, Isaiah, if we did not mention our sponsors here uh, this evening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to our five big sponsors, we've got Roger Briley and Associates, Alaska Seafood and Sausage, Guido's, the Bike Shop, and the Alaska Club, which I'm told I should probably go to more, but you know, we'll we'll see. It's it's hey, a busy time of year. It's a busy time of year, but we couldn't do it without these sponsors. And we're just really thankful to, for them to uh, support us and help us start this podcast out. And as our numbers grow, be able to thank them more and more.
0: Well, not only thanks to our sponsors, but also thanks to you guys who are listening. Wherever you are listening, be sure you like, subscribe uh, through your favorite podcast app, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether that's on TuneIn, wherever it might be, uh, be sure you hit the like, subscribe button. If you give us one star, we're gonna boot you from the podcast forever. That's yes. just yes. how it's gonna be. I, I will mean, find
1: we'll find out.
0: Yeah, you'll we'll find out some way. We'll track you down. I don't know how, but uh technology, we we can do that kind of thing, maybe. So um glad to have you tuned in. As I mentioned, a lot of stuff going on here in this podcast, a lot of interviews coming up. First thing on the docket, uh, the West Valley Boys high school basketball coach, Colton Groudon, joining us. Colton, glad to have you along on the Alaska Sports Talk podcast.
1: Oh, Colton, I think you're on mute. Maybe. Maybe he's there. Oh, I see him now. There
0: he is.
2: All right. Yes. All right. Colton, glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having us. Excited to be here.
0: All right. Well, last year, obviously, you guys made a huge run into the state tournament. You guys last season had a terrific year um making to the state championship game you guys won your conference as well just kind of recap last year how it went for you guys your feelings uh at the end of the season and now going on into this year as well
2: Well, yeah we i mean we had a very deep run last year made it to the state championship game uh very senior heavy so that always helps you know um i tell teams all the time uh doesn't really matter how many how many kids are on the team but it it definitely matters how many seniors are because they've kind of been they're battle tested. They've been through been through war of the of the basketball season before, as as it is pretty long and pretty grueling for high school kids. Um, we graduated two time Gatorade Player of the Year Stu Earhart, so that's that's a big uh, a big hit to us. Obviously, to be able to um, have to move on from that is is something that's going to be a challenge for us. Um, Last year we just kind of we had some guys that that could score but what we were really good at was defense. We had guys that just wanted to play defense and that I think was a big change in our program over the past couple seasons. Uh we had we'd kind of been in that position where we thought we were going to be able to make a run in some previous years and we just weren't able to get it done and I think one of the reasons last year we were able to get to that game uh was because our style of defense and you know a lot of a lot of people say defense wins championships, but I definitely, I agree with that because it the the more you can defend, the better you're going to be, no matter who you play. Uh, oh, I'm
0: glad that you mentioned, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Finish your thought oh, there. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm glad you mentioned defense because in my notes, as I was going through stats from last year, I think if memory serves me correctly, I had somewhere like only 45, 50 points given up per game uh, throughout the course of the season, which defense last year was your calling card I was going to see where you think maybe obviously we're so early into the high school basketball season right now where do you think this team's identity is going to be is it going to be defense again
2: oh yeah I think uh last year was a you know that first stepping stone of crossing over and being really defensive-minded we call it offense offense you know we wanna we want to play off we want to play uh defense and kind of manipulate what you do and kind of force where you go is kind of playing offense for us in the sense of like now we're kind of putting you in the position we want you in. And what what you think is open is what we're trying to make you think is open. Um, Moving forward to this season, you know, to be honest, as hard as it is to say, because of how how deep we were able to get last year, this is our now second year in this defensive scheme. So I think that is going to help. As last year, we were only juniors and seniors. And now I have seven seniors again coming into this uh, upcoming basketball season
0: do you think there's a high expectation after what you guys did last year in the community up there in Fairbanks, expecting you guys to, you know, not only win the conference, obviously, but perhaps, you know, maybe not finishing second place in the state championship game, maybe take it up to the state championship and, and actually uh, winning the whole thing. Do you get a sense of that expectation in your guys' community?
2: Um, I think the, the, that conference kind of is an expectation for us as a team every year. Um, we've won it nine years in a row now, so for us to go into the season without having the goal of winning the MAC would not be a norm by any means. Um, you know, we we kind of think the MAC runs through us just because of our success in the past, but like we we want to own that. You know, we want to be able to live up to that every year, um, kind of no matter who we got. Like that, that's the team goal to start the year off for sure. Um, I believe that, you know, the MAC is the Mac is getting better. You know, the Mac is getting deeper. We now have four teams in there and there's, you can never count Monroe out. I mean, I don't, it, Frank Ostanek is a great basketball (laughs) coach. And so there, you know, that is competition at any level that they play at. So, you know, it our conference just got that much more difficult having Monroe in the conference Um, North pole last, last year had their first winning season in many years. They're getting better. So I think our conference, you know, there's only four of us, but it is getting stronger than I think uh some people outside of Fairbanks might believe. Um, I think this year that uh the Mac is open, but it's it's going to, you know, we're gonna fight for it. Uh we do have a lot of returners. Um, but I think the team that is going to win the Mac is going to be the team that can keep the Mac opponents from scoring the basketball everybody right. scored at a decent level i would ag- i would
0: basketball. agree i would agree with you yep. there was defense
2: 100% championships.
0: no it certainly does and uh, obviously playing you know terrific defense last year when you guys only give up 45 50 points per game that's going to help you out obviously come tournament time uh talking with head coach uh, Colton Groudon of the West Valley boys basketball program. You mentioned the, the Mac conference and some of the teams in there you mentioned you're up to four teams. Now uh, you guys, obviously West Valley, Monroe Catholic Lathrop in North pole, and you were touching on the quality and the improvement of this conference kind of projecting here, maybe the little that you know about some of these teams, who do you think is going to give you guys a, a run this season? You touched on Franco Stanek at Monroe Catholic, um, who is going to be some of the upper echelon in that 14 conference for you guys?
2: I mean, I think us, obviously Monroe and Lathrop are going to be, uh, it's going to be a battle every night. There's no stepping on the floor and like, Oh yeah, we, we've got this by 10 15. It is, it's going to be a battle. There's a good group of seniors in the interior right now that have been playing together for a long time. Um, and now it's, all their senior seasons at their respective schools. And I think they all, uh, they all have that dream of getting back to that state tournament or getting to that state tournament.
0: So West Valley, you mentioned how many times you guys have won the conference in a row. I'm going to let you kind of fill in the blank here and we touched on defense. So give me something other than defense here. When you fill in this blank, West Valley can repeat as mid Alaska conference champions. If you guys do blank.
2: I would, I would say repeat uh, our defensive scheme. But one thing that I'm very excited about this upcoming season is I've got 12 dudes. Like we are deep. And that's, it's as a coach, it is so hard to play 12 guys. But the fact that really six through 12 doesn't really uh, vary in skill is gonna really allow us to play at a pace where, you know, hey, next guy up, next guy up next guy up um everybody knows that we play 94 feet you know we are a full court man to man basketball team well with the new rule changes of only getting you know getting 5 fouls per quarter before you shoot uh double bonus that adds to the the tempo of the game of how we want to play and speed you up oh okay cool after 5 next quarter here we go you know so um i think it's going to help our defensive scheme for sure um I'm excited about our depth. I'm excited about our senior leadership. Just to be able to be a uh, returning player from last year's team, there was an expectation. And I'm sure that those kids, you know, uh, sh- are going to show up every day with the hopes of getting back to that game. And, you know, I've said this to many people throughout the community who have, you know, said, oh, you guys had a good run last year, a good run. The hardest, the hardest part of, of building a program is getting to that point. Now we've been to that game. We, we've, we've got some experience in that. I, as a coach have some experience in that. So I think, you know, that was a huge step in our program was to be able to get to that game. Obviously we wanted to win, but I think now moving forward over the next couple of years, like that's the next step is to go out and try to win a 4A state title, because we are going to have kids that have had experience playing in that state title game. Cause that, you know, Saturday night in front of all those people, it's, it's a, it's a different game. That's for sure.
0: No, it certainly is. Before we let you go here, uh, give us the one thing on your schedule outside of conference play that you guys, and maybe you just personally are looking forward to the most, something that's on the docket for you guys, whether it's a tournament or whether it's a long road trip someplace in Alaska, what's on the schedule outside of Mac play that you're excited about?
2: I'm excited about getting an opportunity to get back to Alaska airlines. You know, I, uh, we've had a team that's been pretty good for the last couple of years. And for some reason, I just wasn't able to get the invite to that to that <laughs> tournament. And we all know those, the teams that are in there are usually the best teams in the state. So yeah. happy to be able to get back to that. And, you know, I'm ready to you know prove that we are a more than once every four years type of invite team. You know, we, our goal is to try to get back to that tournament as much as possible, because it is a well-known tournament in the state. You get to play that out of state competition. So, we're excited to have that opportunity and try to blossom with that. So maybe we can get reinvited within a year or two.
0: Yeah, the Alaska Airlines tournament in mid-January this year at West Anchorage High School. We'll be touching on that uh, in
1: future episodes.
0: Uh, Isaiah, anything for Coach before we uh, kind of let him go?
1: No, I think I think he summed it up really well. That's it'll be fun to. I always like everyone's like offense, offense, offense. I like offense, but I like how you. Colton you say you know defense leads lead you to offense you dictate what you're doing defensively to run into your offense and that's 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 really a good thing that's that's something I feel like sometimes is missing in some teams is that want to and that desire in defense because it can lead to all that offense and you dictate instead of them dictating to you so that's that's pretty cool
2: I think just a lot of it is getting those kids to buy into that mindset you know Mm -hmm. it's not everybody wants to score nobody nobody wants to take the charge nobody wants to dive on the floor nobody wants you know go and set a a hard trap and you know potentially take a bow to the bow to the nose or something but (laughs) when you teach that every day all day long in your practice and really focus on it i think it really helps you turn that corner of really becoming a you know a quality basketball team Year after year, by just how you are capable of defending.
0: We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, when's your guys's first game? Just give me that one before we let you uh, let you go. Here, so
2: we actually just scheduled. We are missing one game, so we just scheduled a game. We got December sixteenth opener at Ileson, but Perfect. then we are in the Mount City Classic tournament over Christmas, so that will be our full stretch. Um, I will say we do have a hard schedule ahead of us, as we have three tournaments back to back to back. And that is our whole month of January, every weekend, uh, other than the first weekend we are at a tournament. So we are, we are going to be on the road quite a bit this season.
0: Well, it'll be fun. We're looking forward to it. Looking forward to covering you guys. Hopefully we get the chance to talk with you uh, throughout the season. Uh, Colton ground boys, basketball head coach at West Valley high school. Colton appreciate the time. Thanks.
2: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: All right, that was Colton Groudon of West Valley High School. Glad to have him on the program here on the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. You heard him Isaiah talk about defense. Um man, when you're only giving up 45-50 points a game, gonna
1: a saying, you're going to win a lot of ball. Yeah, I'm saying you're going mean, to win a lot of ball games, I would assume. I mean, you're going to win a lot of ball games, I would. School. hope
0: so. I would hope so. I mean, if you if you're losing a lot of ball games only giving up 45 to 50 points, yeah, yeah, that that might be a little of a you know, heart palpitation for some head coaches, I would think. Hey, I've, I've
1: been there. I've been there. Good defense with heart, palp-
0: with heart palpitations or
1: both. I can oh. tell you, I've i been there with both heart palpitations and having teams score, I have a hard time scoring 50 sometimes, but we were always in the game because we could hold teams to 40, 45. But yeah, I think that's why all those games in the past had led to my heart palpitations. That's what I think. I, I, uh, that
0: is that why you got out of coaching i mean you can be honest here i mean you've, you haven't coached no, no, in no, a long time i mean no, it's,
1: it's been a, it's been a little while it's been okay. a little while that's why that's another reason why i love doing this is i i feel connected to the coaching it's one thing when when you're running the state basketball tournament it's another when you're talking with coaches about the game and hearing about the teams and all that kind of stuff which is a lot of fun so yeah i know you can roll right into the forays of the foray cook inlet that i thought he did a great job colton kind of showing what talking about the mac and what that kind of looks like for the boys and yeah it's going to be interesting for sure
0: no it will be it'll
1: be a fun conference
0: to keep your eye on so another fun conference to to keep your eye on obviously one of the biggest conferences in the state uh the cook inlet conference and we have a couple of coaches joining us from the cook inlet conference i'm both the girls' side and also the boys' side. Chuck Martin from East Anchorage High School joining us from uh, the boys' side of things, and then also from Diamond High School, from the girls' perspective, from the Cook Inlet Conference, uh, Charles McCubre also joining us as well. Gentlemen, welcome to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast.
3: Thanks for having us.
0: Charles, we'll start start with you. Um, Obviously, you guys made it to the state tournament Last year, you finished second in the Cook in the Conference. Um, I did this with uh, Coach ground. Just kind of recap last year for you guys. Obviously, when it came to state tournament time, it didn't quite fruition like you wanted to, I'm sure. But just kind of recap a little bit from last year.
3: Yeah, last year, um, we had a fantastic year. Um, we were able to um, really grow a lot as a team um, with the 12 girls that we had and um, put up a good fight against West in the uh, conference championship. Um, And then ran into ACS at the state, uh, first round of state. And uh, we all know what happens uh, last year when you play against ACS. And uh, so, um, and then we uh, came up against a really tough Thunder Mountain team. And that was a very young um, and very well coached uh, team. And so we didn't quite do what we wanted to do at the state level. Um, But all season long, conference wise, uh, the girls really, we, uh, we put things together and had a really good conference run and conference season throughout.
0: Talk about your team from last year. You guys were fairly young if memory serves me correct. Only 4 seniors I think. And uh, talk about the ladies and that are coming back to this year's squad. How excited are you to have a lot of handful of uh, your team coming back to this year?
3: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um You know, my assistant coach and I, we, that was one of the things that we talked about a lot uh, the last couple of days in practice. I know it's early, but to have that experience back already, we're further ahead than we have been in years um, already in practice. So we're able to move forward, move faster and get our implementations of offenses and defenses in place sooner, having that experience there. And then knowing that we're battle tested, knowing that a lot of girls uh, were on that team uh, last year. And uh, the pressures of playing the conference uh, tournament and the state tournament, um, we'll have that experience in, in our bag and ready to go this year.
0: Who are you most excited for on this year's squad? Give us a couple of players from this year's team that you're like, OK, this is going to be fun, fun to watch here.
3: Yeah, first off has got to be uh, Miley Wilcox, uh, reigning conference player of the year. Um, she is just an incredible athlete um, and honestly, a more incredible person. And, um, she sets an example and sets the tone for the whole program. She's the first one in the gym, the last one to leave and the other girls, every single one of them get to see that example and know this is what it takes to get to that level. And, um, she is definitely someone that, uh, to look out for in the conference and, and throughout the state. And then we also have, um, a big, a junior, uh, six, three Evan Hamey. Um, so that'll provide a lot of size for us and, um, we'll really be able to, to extend our game and, and uh, change the way we play a little bit, having that type of size, uh, download.
0: Kind of preview the conference a little bit, if you can, obviously you have all the schools from the Anchorage area, uh, and then the two out in Eagle river, Chugiak, um, and Eagle river itself. Uh, Last year, it was basically a battle, it seemed like, between you guys and West, week to week. Who was going to win and go toe-to-toe week to week? What do you think the conference is going to be like this year? Is it going to be similar, you think?
3: Yeah, I think uh, one of the great things about our conference is that any year, uh, you can get a surprise. And I think um, it'll be, uh, West is always going to be there, um, and uh, service is real young. And so they they can be a, a real dark horse, a wild card in that, in that mix for sure. And um, we've just got some very experienced coaches as well, except for, I believe Eagle River having a new coach this year, everyone's returning. So everyone knows, you know, each other pretty well and um, has their schemes and what they're going to do with their girls. And I think um, anyone is, anyone's capable of winning. And uh, we just need to make sure that we play our best game uh, every week, because I know that, that the girls have earned a target on their back um, for how they've played and, and what we've been able to do with diamond. And, uh, so it's going to be a very fun conference season.
0: What's the one thing you think you need to improve on going into this year that you guys probably didn't do so well last year that you would like to te- see your team take that one step forward. What area for this year's team and, do you think that is?
3: Yeah, that's per, you know, that's the one thing that we discussed in the off season and that is we are, um, putting a big emphasis on our defense. Uh, We don't want to be the old Phoenix suns where we're going to try to outscore (laughs) someone and just get into a running game and get up and down the floor and uh, let no one play any defense or like an all-star game. Um, So we are locking down. We are putting a major emphasis on our defensive scheme this year. It's a new defensive scheme and it's something that we're implementing. The girls are buying into it. And um, it is, it's um, hard. It's hard to play tough, hard nosed defense, 94 feet or, um, just getting into um, your offensive player and making sure that, that your presence is felt, but we really need to, uh, that's going to push us up. An- another level is that emphasis on our defense this year.
0: Isaiah, anything you want to ask
1: that like is scratching your brain right now? You know, you mentioned the, your squad and West had a lot of battles and can you kind of mention the rest of the conference? Um, how do you think the CIC, as, as you see it now, and I, I'm not going to hold you to this, Charles, later in the season when I, if you're wrong, like Charles, you can't, you <laughs> told me this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold you to that. But seeing kind of the state, where do you think the CIC matches up as far as a conference with, like, let's say the Southeast or the Northern Lights or the, or the Mid Alaska at this point?
3: Yeah, I think um, overall, um, I think we have a a pretty deep conference. I know that, um, you know, there are some schools out there that are, you know, Colony, Wasilla, uh, Mountain City, that they're going to be returning um, powerhouses as well. Um, But I do believe that our conference, um, you know, one through eight um, is pretty solid. So we might have, you know, we might not be um, as top heavy or, um, you know, in the middle but I think um, we're all going to be competing every, you know, every week weekend. And um, but I think that we can, as a as a conference, really put our best foot forward. Um, I know that our schedule we're going to be playing teams from all over the state, from Ketchikan to Monroe and Lathrop. So it's going to be good for our girls to see where uh, where we fit statewide.
0: You mentioned a few of your opponents statewide. Uh, outside of the Cook Inlet Conference, who are you most looking forward to going to play or having come play you? I know you guys have the uh, Lady Links uh, Invitational, obviously, later on in the year. What are you looking forward to on your schedule the most?
3: Um, I think right now, um, going up to the T tournament and being able to um, play against uh, Monroe and Lathrop and Ketchikan. Um, Ketchikan is always uh, right there battling in that Southeast Conference and uh, very well coached. And that is something that um, we've got done some, had some great battles um, with them. So that Joe T tournament, besides our own uh, with the eight teams or the seven other teams that are at our tournament, um, there are some great teams there. And if we, hopefully we can get um, uh, to play colony at that time, because uh, we want to, we know that in order to, um, you know, we need to play the best in order to be the best. And so we want, we want that challenge this year.
0: All right, before I let you go, I know that the University of Utah came over to Diamond High School, I believe, and had a practice over there, if I remember correctly, at least some type of walkthrough. Uh, What was it like potentially for some of your players to interact with some of those collegiate athletes who are some of the best in the nation, if not the best in the nation?
3: It was great. It was so great to have Alyssa come back with her team coaching staff. Uh, We actually had an assembly, and they were able to speak to our student body and it was really good to see her and talk about the work ethic that's needed to go from the high school level to a D1, um, and then not just D1, but one of the top players in the country, for her to be in our gym and show that it started there and where she where she is now was incredible. That's
0: awesome. Awesome, awesome experience. Awesome. All right, Coach McCubrey, we'll uh, we'll let you go. Thanks for the conference preview and team preview. We wish you the best of luck, and hopefully we get the chance to uh, talk with you later on in the season.
3: All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Right, I
0: appreciate it. Diamond Basketball Girls head coach Coach McQbre joining us here on the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Uh obviously, Isaiah, last year we talked about, you know, they got to the state tournament, just couldn't quite for whatever reason. Obviously, you run into a buzzsaw there in the opening round, but uh they were they finished second place in the Inlet Conference, which is obviously a very tough conference.
1: Yeah. They I I saw them earlier in the year and then by the end of the year they they were the same team but you could tell that they were working together better as a team some of their fundamentals had gotten a lot stronger over the course of the year and you can t- always tell when stuff like that happens that they're a well coached team and that leads to coming second in the tournament and i think that those those experiences that they had last year that's going to that's going to do them very well this year
0: well, another team that's done really well over the last few years on the boys' side of things, the Betty Davis East Anchorage Thunderbirds, and we have the honor to have head coach Chuck Martin joining us. Chuck, glad to have you on the program. Maybe.
1: Well, Maybe. I know he did. I, earlier I saw him unmuted. There we go. Uh,
0: Coach, you me but, me now no, we got <laughs> Sorry, you now get, yes no. yes it's <laughs> the old it's the old verizon commercial wasn't that verizon
4: right can you yeah that's exactly right <laughs> isn't technology something i'm driving down the road talking to you guys in a podcast that's, well, that's awesome
0: it is awesome. it is awesome well first things first drive safely please yeah um so, I will, I will. I
4: will. Right. You don't have liability
1: insurance if, you, if something happens. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> well, my, my wife's worried about it. She knows what happens when I start talking about basketball, but yeah. I think we'll
1: be okay. <laughs> well, hopefully
0: we don't get you too excited here, but uh, obviously you have reason to be excited. You guys have been a terrific basketball team over the last handful of years. Uh, you've won two of the last three state championships. One has been? Why have you guys been so successful over the last few years? What can you attribute it to? Is there one thing you can attribute it to?
4: Well, we've had good players. <laughs> um, you know, we, uh, it, it, there's no substitute for that. I, I, I just think that it's, and I've told people this. It's, it's been a wonderful meshing of, you know, an old guy that that still loves to coach. You know, getting with a, a bunch of kids at East that that love the game and are willing to spend a lot of time in the gym, and I think we've been able to convince them. Uh, you know what I think the game honors what what we're going to value and and really working towards those things and um, you know specifically I think we've defended well I think we've rebounded well and um, we've we've been extremely unselfish um, and we've been fortunate enough to play pretty well you know when it counted late in the year and so you know I, I just think it's those things we, we have, you know, people talk about culture. I think that word gets used an awful lot, maybe too much, but, you know, we, we have a lot of fun at East just being in the gym and, and trying to get better, you know, quite frankly, year round. And, and I think our success can be directly attributed to that.
0: Talk about last year's team. Obviously you guys uh, going on a terrific run, um, not only in conference play, but also in the state tournament as well players that you lost but also some players that you're returning this year how excited are you for this year's squad even though you lost some terrific players from last year's team
4: yeah i I think that um you know we were a roster was relatively young but if people watch this late in the year they know the contributions that zio made and axel made and victor made um and certainly deshaun made and And while those kids weren't very well known, I think, you know, in the city and kind of the world of basketball in the city, um, they made tremendous contributions late. And I think, you know, Akeem and Muhammad who returned obviously first team and second team all staters last year were who the team was built around. Um, What we were able to do late in the year was directly, you know, attributed to, to what those four seniors did. And so, you know, they're being replaced by, by young kids this year that that we have a lot of of hope in. And, and we think, you know, we're going to be a pretty good basketball team because of the two we return and the kids that we have. But, you know, I, I think only time tells. Uh, we were a terrific defensive team late. You know, we were never a great offensive team last year, but we didn't turn the ball over. We rebounded, we defended, and we got on a little run, especially in the state tournament, where we started making some shots. And, you know, we, able, we were able to play pretty well those three days. And so, um, you know, we're, we're obviously looking forward to this year, but a lot of our success this year is, is going to be dependent upon how a lot of new faces um, come along. And, uh, and, you know, ultimately where we end up is going to be dependent on the new kids.
0: Talking with uh, boys basketball head coach at Betty Davis East Anchorage High School, Chuck Martin. Uh, coach, last year, you guys had the opportunity to play in the Alaska Airlines Classic, and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this in terms of the shot clock. That tournament used the shot clock throughout the course of those those three days of the tournament. What did you think playing with it uh, at the high school level? Obviously, many of your players had never been exposed to, to the shot clock. Do you think it was, I guess, maybe um, obviously different for your players, but is that something that could be helpful to the game of basketball here in the state of Alaska, or would it be a hindrance you think?
4: Uh, interesting. You asked that question. I just got out of a CIC coaches meeting um, <laughs> and we've talked about it, you know, really in our last three meetings and, you know, different coaches have different opinions. I'm, I'm a big advocate of it. You know, I was fortunate enough to coach college basketball for, for, for 13 years and play in the, in, you know, what I call the shot clock game. I just enjoy coaching the game more, uh, in the shot clock game. I, you know, coaches will, will talk about, you know, what really are the number of of possessions over the course of a game affected by the shot clock. And, and I think even when we played, you know, last year in last airlines, there's not a lot of possessions. If you just point directly At the clock and say, hey, you know, they didn't shoot within 30 seconds or 35 seconds um, or or whatever. But the reality is, is you play the game, you prepare your team uh, a little differently in a a clock era or a clock game than you do a non-clock game. Um, You know, I always tell people, I I just am an advocate of it because I think it's I think it's a funner game to play in. I think there's more strategy involved. Um, But. You know, for Alaska, I think the coaches got to get behind it before it's ever going to happen. I think the CIC in particular needs to get behind it um, before it'll ever happen. I don't, you know, and Isaiah could address this maybe a little better than I can, but I really don't think if we were to, if the coaches were to get behind it and we were to adopt it, I, I think we could administrate it. I don't think it's that hard to administrate. You know, mistakes get made at every level. With shot clocks. If you watch NBA basketball, if you watch college basketball, everybody has issues with the clock. But I just think that, you know, the game moves a little differently. I think defensively strategies are different, uh, especially at the defensive end um, when you got a shot clock. And for those coaches that worry about, you know, not being able to control tempo, you know, a lot of coaches advocate that, you know, the the most talented teams are going to benefit from the shot clock. And, and I don't agree with that. Uh, you know, and I use the example um, when the NCAA went from 35 seconds to 30 seconds, mm. uh, what five years ago, I believe. Yep. Yep. Um, does anybody know who won the national championship? I mean, it was Virginia and Virginia <laughs> out of, I think, 354 division one schools was the 346 slowest pace team in the country. Um, and they still won the national championship in a 30-second clock. So there's still ways to control tempo. There's still ways, strategies of how you play to control tempo that can happen in a shot clock game as opposed to a non-shot clock game. And uh, quite frankly, we came out of the meeting tonight, and most of the CIC coaches are are for it. So right. we're going to make a push to see if we can get it adopted. So anyway. Interesting one done opinion. that
0: that'll be interesting to keep an eye on here in the next coming years because just as a as a broadcaster and somebody who's watched high school basketball over the years i think for the probably for the last 5 7 years i've been thinking to myself and probably saying it out loud we got to have a shot clock we got to have a
1: shot clock <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Keaton,
4: you're not, is, no, oh, okay. has, has much-
1: you're not the only one yeah, okay if you All
4: spend right. much time in town. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you spent much time in town you know you've sat through some of those two-minute possessions and
0: oh yeah, oh, yeah. The,
4: that just that just can't happen I and mean, we <laughs> just you got to eliminate those and and listen most nights people are playing basketball the last thing you right. got to worry about is a shot clock but you got to have strategy for in the shot clock you got to have strategy defensively against teams you know in the in 30 second shot clock and and so or 35 second shot clock which is what we probably have And uh, it looks like, you know, the CIC coaches are for it. So we'll see.
0: All right. It'll be something to keep an eye on uh, going forward. Uh, Coach, kind of talk about the Cook and Conference this year and kind of maybe what you know uh, about some of the teams. Obviously, I would assume the upper echelon of the Cook and Conference is going to probably be there again. Your Diamond, you guys, uh, Service West. What are you kind of seeing? What do you know about some of the other teams and kind of maybe project what kind of possibly could happen in the Cook and Conference this year?
4: Yeah, don't don't forget South either. Yeah, you, um, no, you're right. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think there's five. I think there's five really good teams. Um, I think more so. I mean, I think you know, Ketchikan, Thunder Mountain, I think are going to be really good. Monroe, West Valley, I think. Colleen, you know, I, I I don't think you better sleep on Palmer. I think Palmer's got some talented kids, but I don't know since I've been on the league, this will be my sixth year in the league, that the top five teams are as close as they are, what I, I think going into the season. just The top five teams, I think, all have good players. And, and I think that, you know, it's just going to be a very competitive, fun for the fans uh, type of year. It just, I don't, I don't think we are significantly better than anybody else. I think West is really talented. Uh, you got to remember service returns everybody and they mm-hmm. beat us late in the year, last year. Um, South uh, returns, you know, three or four of their best players. And I think they got a couple transfers. And so um, it's just, it'll it it'd be a it'll be a fun year for the fans to watch the CIC. I think, I, you know, you hope every team stays healthy. I think this year more so than some of the other years, I think if any one of the teams loses one of their good players to injury it'll it'll affect it more than maybe some other years but um it should be a really fun year i i think there's and that's not to discount um you know Bartlett Eagle River or Chugiak but you know the five teams that we we just mentioned have seen a lot of each other uh those five teams return very good players and uh, i think it, i think it's going to be very very competitive
0: you know it's going to be an interesting year once again i think this is going to be one of the deeper years in the cooking Inlet conference without a doubt it'll be fun yeah, basketball sure. to watch Isaiah maybe you can speak to this a little bit um how in the world can we get East Anchorage Petty Davis East Anchorage High School a wooden basketball floor
1: <laughs> can we do that hey you're not gonna get an argument from me on that one I mean <laughs> not at all
0: I think you I guys,
1: coach correct
0: me if I'm wrong are you guys still the only ones with the old rubber rubber floor gymnasium oh
4: yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little bit of a sore subject with me, not because <laughs> you know, we, we actually we actually don't think about it too much. But literally since I've been at East, there's been talk of us getting new floor, new bleachers. Now, we did get new scoreboards, which were a significant upgrade from the other ones. And we really like those. But I'm not kidding you. We've had people walking through our gym and. Um, And I don't know anything about the money side, any of that. I just know there's been people that have come through that are, you know, looking at all of the things that it's going to take to put a new floor in, put new bleachers in. And, you know, I think for the last three years we've been promised that we're going to get them. And yet we're still playing on the same old floor. So, um, we don't, we don't hold our breath. We don't think about it. I don't claim to know anything about it other than the people that come. And, and I think they're getting a little bit tired of me, just kind of scoffing at them and, and poking them a little bit about, you know, we've heard this before. We've seen you before. We still are playing on the same old floor, but you know, we can also argue it's a bit of a home court advantage when you're rolling sure. into East. Uh, and uh, you know, we, we really, like I said, we don't think about it nearly as much as people probably think we do, but, we certainly would not uh, we wouldn't be opposed to a new floor and new bleachers in our gym that's for sure.
1: all right
0: Isaiah, what we got to make it happen somehow
1: I well I'll mean, talk to, I'll talk to the Godfather I'll, I'll okay talk to, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to Winchester see what, see what we can okay.
0: do yeah perfect yeah. Uh, all <laughs> right coach, uh, thanks for joining us. It's been a blast. Uh, appreciate it. We look forward to watching your team uh, throughout the season and uh, best of luck to you guys. hope to get the chance to talk to you later on.
4: Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, guys. Great job. This is good stuff for high school basketball.
0: Hey, thanks. All right. Chuck. Thanks. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Betty Davis East Anchorage High School boys cool. basketball coach Chuck Martin joining us here. Isaiah, man, shot clock. I think it well, I think it's a possibility.
1: Well, I think I don't think that there's a as far as the state office is concerned, as far as I've got my ASWA hat on right now, we're not opposed to a shot clock where the opposition comes in to mandating a shot clock has really been the 1A level, 2A level. And I would say maybe feelings have changed in the last year or so, but I would say the slight majority of the 3A. And the reason 1A, 2A just doesn't need it. One, they don't hold the ball that long. If you've ever watched a 1A, 2A game, they just don't... You could have a 10-second shot clock and you'd be fine. Um, but as you get into the higher levels, the, the 3A and 4A, some of those teams are not opposed to it. Some are, and I think it comes more on Chuck brought up a good point as far as the administrative side, that's where you get a little bit more pushback there right now. Some schools are having a hard time getting people to do just the clock. You know, when you're not in Anchorage, sometimes when you're out in the Valley Or up in Fairbanks and other places, it is, you know, mom and dad kind of doing it out of the stands. And now all of a sudden you add a shot clock to it. So you have to have somebody that's to do and operate a shot clock. You have to have somebody specifically doing that. So that's where you get a little bit more of the pushback is, well, I don't want to have to pay somebody another, you know, 50, 70 bucks, whatever. And, you know, at the ASD level, you know, in some of the more urban areas, you know, some of those officials associations want they are they're okay with doing it, but you know, you'd have to train people, which is anything new, you're gonna yeah. have to train people as so That's not that big of a deal. But on some of those contracts, then adding more of the money piece to it now, instead of just three floor officials and then two officials, you know, a clock and a book, now we're adding a shot clock. So now you're paying six total people for one game versus others. I, I think we could my guess is, is in the future, it wouldn't surprise me if the four A does it and yeah. the three A doesn't adopt it, which is allowed. We can do things differently for each classification. So if you go to a 3A game, you play a 3A team, you don't have you don't use the shot clock. But if you go to a 4A tournament, let's say if you go to the Alaska mm-hmm. Airlines Classic and you're a 3A team, you would have to use so right, right. Th- some of those things are talked about, but it wouldn't shock me if in a year or two, that's something that would happen at some of the, at the, at the foray level. I, I don't think it would go down to the, the other levels at this point. No,
0: no I agree with you. If the, anybody's going to use the shot clock to start with, I would assume it'd be the largest, largest classification to start with just because of, I think just ease logistically of, uh, of, of, you know, we're all kind of in one area, obviously. And I think that just was a geographical thing that can make it a little bit easier in terms of implementing it and doing that kind of thing. I'll give you a quick story of why why I am in favor of the shot clock in high school basketball, (laughs) especially here. All right. So I'm a student at Chugiak High School. Mario Chalmers comes to Chugiak High School. All right. This is like 2002, 2003. Okay. So Bartlett comes comes to Chugiak. We knew that we were... I mean, we had an okay team. We had a decent, decent team. And we're like, all right, well, we're probably not going to win. But we're the, the the stands are packed, right? Stands are packed. Gym is packed. Our team is getting booed, right? Our team is getting booed. Not by like Bartlett fans, but like our own fans. Because we're playing four corners. We're trying yes. to keep the ball away from Mario Chalmers and everybody else, right? And here four we are. Throwing, we literally, I think we had a possession where I looked <laughs> up the clock. I'm like, I just watched a whole minute tick by. Like, and we didn't do anything with it. And I'm just like, come on. I mean, obviously, when you play games like that and you're scared to shoot the basketball, I think it's more of a hindrance.
1: Um, but- yeah, yeah. No, I, the, <laughs> a lot of the points that Chuck brought up with the shot clock, I'm in 100% agreement with. Yeah. Here's another story for you. Okay. And why I don't mind the shot clock at all. I'm not going to name the school, but when I was coaching, I believe it was 2000. It was the 2005 uh, conference tournament in Seward. And the team isn't down there yet. I was down there early so I could scout some games. And I'm watching these two teams play. And one of the teams was kind of like what you were saying not terrible, but they were playing this other school that was definitely going to win. So they stood there and held the ball. And. I'm not kidding. It got so boring in that gym that we had one of the players, which I wasn't a huge fan of them doing this, but one of the players was mad that they were doing it. And he just lays down on the basketball court games <laughs> going games going. I mean, he lays down on the court, just full on lays down. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow. All okay. right. Oh, okay.
0: Okay.
1: Yikes. Yeah. The official tease them up and all that kind of stuff, so it got the game <laughs> moving at that point. Maybe that's yeah. they was doing it. I don't know. Maybe I could. I don't. Know. I couldn't believe it. I it's... had to tap the people next to me. I'm like, did I just see that happen? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I'm glad there's a little bit of movement there. It's going to be interesting to watch that develop over the next few years. But I think I think it's going at least from my perspective, uh, it's going in the right direction in terms of maybe trying to get the shot clock Im- implemented at least again at the at the four A level. Um, wow, F- time flew by it Brian, went by
1: quick i really flew by yeah so, that was uh that was pretty incredible that those yeah. were great those were some great discussions and yeah. great outlook on this season and yeah i that was really that was really great yeah. i know the 3a western conference uh, you know we've got an interview with uh, regina Lieb, the Bethel girls coach that uh will be coming up here pretty soon and You know, I I look at the Western Conference, and it's those four teams. You know, Colton earlier had been talking about four teams in the MAC and all that. And it used to be three, but Monroe boys had got up, so it was those four. And those four teams in the Western Conference, they know each other. That conference tournament this year is in Barrow. Yeah. For the last few years, it had been in Anchorage because it was cheaper for all the teams to fly into Anchorage and they played it at Diamond High School and it was it was nice. But now they after a few years they wanted to rotate it again. And yeah, Barrows Barrow's hosting. I, Pat Callahan, Patrick Callahan, the Gnome Boys head coach, they're gonna have a good team. They always have a good team. Barrow's gonna have a good team, like, like always. Bethel's gonna have a team that's scrappy. Kotzebue, you can't can't overlook Kotzebue or they're gonna hurt you. That's that's just because those teams know each other so well. It's those are uh, if you've never been to the Western Conference tournament for 3A. Let me tell you, that's a that's a <laughs> conference tournament you want to go to. It is loud and they are into it. Yeah.
0: No, it is a tournament that uh, if you get the opportunity to go check it out, it is a fun tournament to uh, to see and experience it uh, in person. If you have that chance,
1: I have a special guest today. Um, that is going to be talking a little bit about the 3A Western Conference. And uh, very happy that she's here today with us, the Bethel Girls head coach, Regina Leeb. How are you doing?
5: I'm good. How are you, Isaiah?
1: I am doing excellent. Again, thanks for coming on to the show and talking a little bit about the 3A Western Conference. Bethel Girls, um, I know you're coaching them. What uh, I know practice just started. So I'm not going to hold you at anything because I know it's the first few days of practice. But Mm. what are you seeing?
5: Well, you know, we um, last year we lost one senior. So we've got quite a few of our squad back. Um, And I'm looking at some girls who are pretty excited. They're ready to work. They're in there. um, Lots of smiles, lots of energy, and just pretty much excited for the season to start.
1: That's great. So you only lost one senior from last year. That's pretty good. I did. Yes. Wow. So practice just started. So, mm-hmm. so for coaching for you, when you're doing, it's basically we haven't even had a full week of practice. What are some of the things that you're concentrating on now in your practices?
5: Well, we just finished our tryouts um, yesterday. So now we're going to go ahead and split our group into the two, you know, the varsity and the JV. And so now we are done with that kind of the skill Skill building, skill remembering, basically, and we're going to start moving into the application of it now.
1: Kind of wish they would remember that later on in the season. Right.
5: <laughs> well, we have we have quite a few freshmen coming in, you oh, know. Nice. And so, yep, and so that um, you know, tryouts were pretty pretty exciting because we did have some freshmen and some new sophomores in. Um, so, you know, we we lost one senior. We've got four seniors this year. So, I mean, it's not a whole lot. But we do have the four seniors, but we do have a quite a young group of kids coming up. So I'm excited about that.
1: So how many girls do you have for your team right now, JV Varsity, that you that you work with?
5: We're looking at 25 right now.
1: 25. Wow, that's pretty good. Nice work.
5: Yep. it's It's grown in the last couple of years. So it's really nice to see that number getting bigger.
1: That's great. So when are your first games?
5: we don't play until the 27th 27th so yep we had to catch a can and so we played catch a can our first game
1: uh oh that's right you're in the clark christmas clark yeah the clark close uh ah, too many c's on that one I, know. <laughs> I need to talk with i need to talk with catch a can about that and we got to figure out something with the c's or maybe it's just me probably just me <laughs> but so Your your seniors they obviously are going to play a pretty pivotal role in your team this year and your team's success. And what uh, what are you looking at from your seniors?
5: You know they're uh, they're a group of kids who are you know they're they're leaders for one. They are a group of kids. There's four of them, and each one of them plays with such heart that they just never quit. And so that's something that I'm hoping that they're going to help with the younger kids to develop more of that type of an attitude with with our team. It's pretty important, you know, um, we we tend to be a very short team, so we got to play much bigger than we really are. And those seniors, the, the four that I have, are pretty pivotal in in that. So I, I feel like their leadership is going to be um, key this year to, you know, to our team.
1: That's a really good point that you bring up because with a team for seniors, they can really, you know, they've been with you for years. Mm -hmm. They can help set the culture, especially for those freshman girls that you said that you've, that you've got a lot of, that's, yeah, that's a really, that's really good. So, so the Bethel girls, you're in a conference, obviously with Barrow, Nome and Kotzebue. What, uh, I'm not going to hold you to anything because I know the season hasn't fully started yet with games, but what are, what are some of the things with the other teams that you've seen towards the end of last year that you would kind of project into this year, knowing how many seniors and, you know, because you played those teams a lot last year?
5: Well, you know, Barrow, of course, is always, you know, a tough team. They are a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, um, that's a team that we always work to try to compete with. Um, the other, you know, Noman Kotzebue, you can never, ever count them out you know, they, they have great players, they have the ability to come in and play some amazing basketball. And so those are teams we don't, you know, you don't ever count out, you know, Kotzebue had some, a couple of really good freshmen last year that I looked to see this year playing lots and lots of minutes, um, for, for Jade. And then, um, Nome. i know they have a new a, a new coach this year which could bring some new things that we we haven't seen in a couple of years so it's you know within the conference it's just you don't know what you're gonna see until you actually get on the court with them
1: yeah that's true especially especially with you four teams you all know each other pretty well you're it's a very unique conference lots of travel
5: Absolutely. Lots of tournaments. Yeah. it's a pretty close-knit uh conference you know we um I think about our conference quite a bit and I, you know, I think about the the loss that our conference had this year with losing Derek Agiak and everything, you know, what a kind hearted man and a wonderful coach and everything. So, um, you know, it hit home because he was such a pivotal part in our conference. And so um, I look at our conference and I feel, you know, pretty amazed and pretty grateful to be in a conference that has that kind of chemistry.
1: No, I, I agree with you that uh, I was, quite shocked when I heard that in the office. Just like, wait, what? Yeah. What? Uh that's yeah. Yeah, your conference. Well, the state of Alaska lost somebody in
5: absolutely
1: in basketball this year. Not I just agree. basketball, but a great person as well in the community.
5: I agree. He is, he was one that I was pretty, pretty um I felt pretty grateful to be able to call, you know, somebody some he was somebody I coached against and with. Um, I. I Considered him a friend because he was so kind, you know, we went up to Barrow and he was always, he took care of us like, you know, like we were family. So it was pretty, it was pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, that's, that's great. So I don't want to take, I know you've got practice coming up here pretty soon, so I don't want to take a whole lot of your time, but anything else you want to add about the conference, your team or anything like that before we say goodbye
5: Nope, I'm just looking forward to an amazing basketball season because you know we love basketball. You know basketball's such a great sport, and I've got a great group of girls who are pretty excited about it, and I just love their energy, and it just makes me feel ready for the season.
1: Well, thank you very much, Regina, for stopping by the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Appreciate your outlook on the Western Conference girls, and I'm sure we'll be checking in throughout the course of the year. I. You're in the Ketchikan tournament, which I know we're going to be previewing and talking about a little later on with some of the Ketchikan coaches in a couple weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's always a great tournament to get into. So excited to see what your girls can do in that. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. That is Regina Lieb from the Bethel Girls. Wow. I can't believe high school basketball season
0: is already here, man. It's it's, going to be a fun, exciting year over the next couple, couple, three months.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Tomorrow we'll have some more conference previews for uh, some of the other conferences in the 4A and 3A. We've got some more guests coming tomorrow, or I should say when you listen to this podcast, but the next podcast interview. The next
0: episode.
1: next episode. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get used to this and saying tonight when, you know, who knows with a podcast, you could be listening to it, you know, two days from now. So, Sure. The next episode podcast drop, we'll have more interviews with more coaches for the other conferences, kind of previewing that. And then next week we'll have some of the – then games start next week. Yeah, that's crazy. And the regular season tournaments. I mean, that sneaks up on us fast,
0: that is for sure. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, anything you want to say before we sign it off here for this edition of the Alaska Sports Talk podcast?
1: I, I don't think so. Just okay. looking forward to uh, the pod, the next podcast. Please make sure that you like and subscribe and follow us. If you've got any questions on Alaska Sports Talk, visit alaskasportstalk.com. There's links to all the podcasts. There's The website is still being fully built, uh, but there'll be some information on you know us. So it won't all be lies. It'll all be very true. <laughs> I play sure. basketball and D1 football at the same time. I mean, all those things. It's the
0: internet. You can do whatever yeah, you want.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. Whatever. I mean, so I think you can. They, yeah. Well, <laughs> we can always have a little disclaimer. I'll put a little disclaimer on the bottom. Not all yeah, these there you go. Not all not all these sentences may be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for this edition
0: of the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Thanks to our guests that join us today, Diamond. Uh, Diamond Lynx girls basketball coach, Charles McCubre, joining us on the program. Betty Davis, East Anchorage boys basketball coach, Chuck Martin, and also West Valley boys coach, Colton Groudon. All glad to have them on the podcast here today. For Isaiah Freeman, I'm Keaton Homer. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Again, like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. We'll find you next time.